what is up everybody to the nations worldwide this is the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that digital nomad lifestyle we're your hosts mike fletz and natalie tune in every wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle traveling the world while earning an income get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives all while traveling the world this is your one-stop podcast for travel relationship and business goals I want to urge everybody to take a look at our website at tothenationsworldwide.com to see everything that we have on the go there or visit us at facebook.com slash tothenationsworldwide to see more about what's going on at To The Nations Worldwide. In today's episode, we talk with Jen and Steve, a couple who is about to embark on a summer adventure and hope to someday make a living online that allows them to travel the world. They talk with us about how they set their savings goals, how they've worked to save their money to allow them to travel, and their plans to create a travel lifestyle together. So without further ado, here's our interview with Jen and Steve. Today we are joined by Jen and Steve. They are a couple who have saved up their money and are now on a summer adventure. They hope to one day figure out a way to make money online while traveling along the way. You could follow their adventure at Instagram.com slash SJTravelAgain. Hello, Jen and Steve, and welcome to the show. Hello, Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. happy to be here. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join me here, guys. I just want to get uh, get us started and just take a minute and tell us a little about yourselves. Okay, Jen, do you want to go first? Um, well, my name's Jen. Um, we are, Steve and I are married. We'll be um, going on nine years. We married nine years in September, and we've been dating for 14. Um, I manage a bridal shop now. I do, you know, regular bridal stuff plus marketing, online stuff, web design, things like that. Steve? Uh, I, uh, I work for a school district uh, with kids with disabilities. I do behavior intervention, so uh, it's a, just a big way of saying basically like I help the kids that have behavioral issues, and I mainly deal with a lot of autism. Gotcha. Awesome. And then, um, so how did you guys meet? When did this all start? Uh, we met in college, actually. Um, I played softball in college, and Steve was an assistant to the athletic director, so um, he would travel with us to the games with the athletic director, and that's how we started talking. And then one day, um, his parents actually got a puppy, and he brought it on campus and was walking it and happened to run into me, which was the first time we actually spoke without like a ton of people around, and that kind of started it all. <laughs> yeah, I just conveniently gotcha. let the dog a little uh, off the leash there towards us. <laughs> <laughs> nice very good and uh how long have you the two of you been married um almost it'll be nine years in september yeah oh wow nice and did you guys do a destination wedding or did you guys get married in your hometown uh, we actually got married in ocean city maryland um we um our birthdays kind of fall on two big events that they have there a summer fest and saint patty's day weekend so we used to go down there for our birthdays every year, and then we got engaged there, and we decided we should just get married there. Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. And I come from a big family, so we had a separate home reception, but we had a, a, a wedding down there with the close family. Perfect. Very nice. Okay, so um, getting into travel, where did your love of travel really start? Well, it started off, we um, we actually had a, a thing with, with taxes where we moved school districts. So I... I 
paid taxes and then we got the money back. So after all this, like dealing with the tax agency, I said, let's just use this money to travel. So we went to Key West, Florida. That was our, our first trip, I think, together, a big yes. one. Nice. And then we, we loved it there. And then we, we realized that you could fly really cheaply to Europe from the East Coast. So uh, we flew to London, and then uh, we thought we might as well do two countries. So uh, we, we did Budapest from there. And that really Budapest really opened our eyes yeah. up to, to traveling. Yeah. It was like awesome. a totally different world. I had been to um, London and Paris when I was a teenager, and I wanted to get back to London and show Steve London and stuff like that. And then um, Budapest was just kind of one of those we saw a really, really cheap flight on EasyJet, and we're like, hey, why not Budapest? Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was so amazing. It was the first time that we had been anywhere that we didn't speak the language, and we, yeah. um, you know, it was like a totally foreign country. So that was, it really started like, wow, we would really like to do this more often. So that really started it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so getting into uh, talking a bit more about travel here, I like to ask our guests a two-word question, but for so many couples, it's got such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Okay, um, why travel? In two words? No. Um, <laughs> well, why not? Two-word two question, but yeah, two-word no. answer is why not? That's a good, good answer. I'll give you a little bit more, Mike. <laughs> we... Uh, you know, just like all you see about other countries is in the media. So, like, I just wanted to kind of, like, get a different perspective, like, see for ourselves. So, when we traveled to a lot of different places. We've been trying to go to places at least twice a year. And, and I kind of just wanted to see for myself if it was, like, you see on the news. And, and also, like, break the stereotype of, uh, you know, American travelers, like, too. Like, show them that it's not all what they see on the news. Meet local people. Yeah, we do. Um, that's part one part. Of, uh, one thing we do really like to do when we're traveling is um, meet locals, talk to locals. You know, whether it's our bartender, our Airbnb host, the lady at the bakery, and sometimes it's more smiling and gesturing because we may not know the language very well. But um, it's amazing what you can learn just yeah. you know from meeting a lot of different people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where were you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? Um, we were in Krakow, Poland last, that was in November. Um, right now we're home, we're a little bit outside of Philadelphia. And next is Ireland and Budapest, actually. We're going to head yeah. back to Budapest. Um, Very before nice. And the rest of our summer traveling through the Balkans. Oh, beautiful. And then what are those destinations that you're going to in the Balkans? Um, after Budapest, we are in Novosad and Belgrade, Serbia, mm -hmm. um, Sarajevo, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Kotor, Montenegro, um, Sa uh, Sarande, Barat, Tirana, Albania, um, and then we head to Macedonia. Lake Orid, Macedonia, Skopje, Macedonia, Thessaloniki, Greece, uh, Varnas, um, Plovdiv and Sofia, Bulgaria, yeah. before heading to Barcelona, and then we'll be home at the end of August for my brother's wedding. <laughs> oh, that is that sounds like <laughs> such an amazing trip. Uh, that's actually very similar to a trip that Natalie and I had planned out, and just at the last minute, we decided not to go. But uh, after naming off all those destinations, do you guys have a place, one place in mind that you're really looking forward to to seeing? Do you have one, Jen? Um, I think Lake Orid for me, I think it, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, anywhere in Albania. There's something about Albania that I've always found really interesting. So I'm excited to see, especially like Sarande, like right on the beach. Um, 
And we're not, I wouldn't say we're foodies, but we love trying all the local foods while we're traveling. So it's supposed to be like a pretty major difference between the food cultures and all the places we're visiting. So that's exciting too. And the the reason I was thinking of Lake Orwood is, um, I can't think of the term for it exactly, but certain lakes have been around for like hundreds of thousands of years. And that's one of those ones that has been around that long. So there's supposedly like species and things like that that you can't find anywhere else. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Are you like, can you go um, snorkeling there and everything? I I don't know. I know I want to go kayaking. I guess we'll see. I think That's, they do yeah. probably I dive. think they do snorkel. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. So then going back to Budapest for the second time, what made you want to do that again? Um, well, we were we were going to Ireland, Dublin. Um, well, we're doing Galway and Dublin with Steve's family actually first for a week. Um, and it took us a while to figure out where we wanted to go. After that, we found a Ryanair flight for I think it was forty five dollars for two tickets to fly to Budapest. <laughs> so we were like, oh, and we were there in the winter the first time, and there's supposed to be so many. Um, awesome stuff that goes on in the summer festivals and just like little beer gardens that open up by the Danube River and things like that. And it was with it being our very first trip, there's so many things we would do differently. Yeah. Um, we stayed in a hotel the first time and now we look for like apartments and Airbnbs um, yeah. and just things we missed the first time because we were, you know, so new at this whole traveling thing. So it was definitely the first country, well, first city, I guess, that we really wanted to just do again. Um, cause we nice. just felt like yeah. we see so much more of it this time. Mm-hmm. So, so traveling together, what has been your most rewarding travel experience? Oh, I would think the most rewarding thing for me is we, uh, we sometimes we'll do these free walking tours and we'll meet local people, like people, well, people that are traveling, but they're, you know, from other countries and you can really talk to them because everybody does the English tour, English speaking tour usually. <laughs> Yeah. So we meet all these people from like Israel or Sweden and, and then you go out after the tour for a drink with them and you talk and even just talking to our Airbnb, staying at Airbnbs, a lot of times we, we were a little nervous at first doing that. So we, we made sure we got a super host and um, like, which is a highly recommended host. And um, mm-hmm. they, they, they like took us around and they told us like all about the local places, just like getting that kind of local feeling about the places. Um, I think like just as a couple traveling, what is rewarding about it is seeing some of these places together. Um, Just some of these places that you've seen maybe in pictures or in movies or wanted to visit for a very long time. Um, I know for me, one of the things I really love doing um, with me being, like I said before, in Paris and London as a teenager was actually seeing his reaction to these places that I had already seen. So the first time he saw, you know, the Tower Bridge and Borough Market and then the Eiffel Tower and Um, You know, just seeing his reaction to these places that I had already seen and I knew how I felt about them and then doing some of these things together, like the Acropolis in Athens Mm -hmm. and things like that, that were just so incredible to see as a couple and together and get our, our reactions and things out of it. Definitely. And and just being able to share that with your significant other. And like you said, the, some of the things that you've already seen and being able to see their reaction to it is just, it, it is an awesome experience to share with somebody else. Definitely. So with travel comes a lot of different experiences. So how about your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious um, travel experience together? She, she's going to she's gonna love telling this one, because, but... <laughs> I have, I have a problem with, with foreign bathrooms. I, I can never figure them out. 
And uh, go, do you want to tell this one, Jen, or do you want oh, me to? Oh, there's so many. Uh, so, well, the first one is in, <laughs> um, in France. Um, they have these, like, little, like, bathrooms on the corners of some of the streets. And we had never used one before. So we're standing outside of it, and a guy, like, walks out of it. And Steve goes to walk in it. And this, this French man just grabs him and pulls him out of this thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. Here, they self-clean after every single use. And he was about two seconds away from getting stuck inside of it while it self-cleaned. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the French are very nice to me. Like, everybody says, oh, like, the French are, are, like, you know, rude, the stereotype. But they were, like, saving me from lots of different things. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> and we were in Krakow, Poland, and we went to use... We were at a Starbucks, and we were using the bathroom, and we, there was, like, a line, and, of course, it was, like, one like one bathroom. And I can hear him trying to get out of this bathroom, and you can hear him, like, jiggling the door and jiggling the door, and there was, like, a person in front of me, and he's jiggling the door, and finally he gets out, and the person in front of me is like, Yay! <laughs> Yeah, like steering him on for making it out of the bathroom. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Funny experiences revolve around Steve using bathrooms in foreign countries. Yeah, sometimes I can't tell which one's the men's and women's, and you know that kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're usually very, very nice to me, even though I I mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does seem like a lot of our stories that we get from people do revolve around bathrooms. So you're definitely not alone there, Steve. And, and oh, okay. I join you in great company there too. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? How about your worst travel experience together? Oh, this one, this is a long story. However, so we were flying yeah, to, I'll keep it short. We were flying to France for, um, we we're doing, France and Portugal, and we were flying out a couple of days before Christmas. Um, so we were flying from Philadelphia to Paris. Our flight got canceled in Philadelphia. Um, I guess an hour were, before it was going to leave. An hour before it was supposed to leave. So I was like running around like a crazy person trying to figure out what we should do. So they rerouted us through um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, so we were the people like sprinting through the airport to make our flight. Uh, we made oh, it by yeah. five minutes, and then they flew us to the wrong airport. So we had a connecting flight in Paris at um, De, Gaulle. De Gaulle, and they flew us into Orly. Um, Orly. So we had to take a train. We had to like take the bus to the next uh, to the other airport, which we missed our flight. So we had to pay to rebook our flight to fly mm -hmm. to Lisbon, and we made our bus in Lisbon by one minute. So it oh, was wow. the most stressful traveling experience so far was just yeah. this constant like running and, and you our, know barely miss barely making connections and our lesson learned was we booked separate flights be, you know we, we need to book it as a package or leave ourselves a day because we thought mm -hmm. we could get to france and then get right to portugal so we missed the flight had to rebook it and then it was just just craziness for that whole day but yeah definitely that, so yeah that was a lot of lessons learned in that trip <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and yeah, the reason why I asked that question before this next part is because our, our next part is going to be talking about relationships while traveling. And there's so many different experiences while traveling that really tests your relationship. But how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? I think it's been for the better. It, it puts stuff in perspective. Like uh, we, we, we always, you know, we were married for a little while before we started traveling so we we knew you know stuff that would drive each other crazy and things like that already but like when you travel you realize that the small stuff doesn't matter you know like um we really 
started doing more minimalist type of stuff, like trying to get rid of things we didn't need, not buying things that we didn't, you know, you didn't really need. And um, we got we got to know what what uh, when we're angry over not having food, I guess, hangry or things <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, That's mostly me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jen's good at navigating and I um, I am not, but I'm good at finding white and bars. So if we get lost, we can always, you know, do that. You just find, you, yeah. I think you just get to know each other better and, um, you know, n- know how not to let the little stuff like really get you angry at each other. And just the mm-hmm. idea of spending time together. And that's one of the reasons that um, we're doing this whole long term travel thing is we now when we work, we don't see each other until after eight o'clock at night. So we're gone in the morning. We don't come home until after eight o'clock because of our jobs. And um, just the idea to be able to spend all of our time together is so, you know, it's just something we really want to do. Um, just being able to see each other more often and just having these crazy experiences and this, you know, massive adventure is something we just really want together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So you touched on this a little bit in there and uh, I, I want to talk to you about it. Uh, but when planning a trip or when you're at your destination, who takes care of what? Um, I do a lot of the like logistical stuff, like how we're getting from point A to point B, where we're like that kind of thing. Like I always look up, you know, Rome to Rio is one of my favorite things because I can figure out exactly how we're getting from where we're get where we're at to where we're going. Um, and I I do a lot of like when we Steve's really good at finding good airfare. So we one of the ways we pick a destination we're going to is we can we just find a cheap flight there. Mm -hmm. Um, but then what we always try to do is hit two countries in the same trip. So um, I'll figure out where we're going next, how we're getting there you know, how long can we stay in each place? And then I do a lot of the budgeting, um, how much we're spending each day, um, how much we want to spend on the trip and things like that. And then Steve is really good at looking up things on forums and blogs and finding these um, a lot like of face- off the yeah. beaten path kind of places for us to check out. A lot of mm-hmm. Facebook group kind of things you can find. Like I'll, I'll join different groups and then you can find people that are in the areas and, you know, you find a lot of tips that way. Like restaurants Definitely. and stuff that aren't going to be ones that you're necessarily going to find on TripAdvisor. But, you know, we've mm-hmm. had that's been great experiences alone. Just, you yeah. know, finding those things we found on random forums and stuff. Luckily, what Jen's what Jen is good at is what I'm not good at. Right. So she does all that stuff. For we us. match well that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. always good to have that complimenting uh, couple. Definitely. So, Jen, you, you talked about this a little or you mentioned this tool a little bit there. Rome to Rio. I love it. I have not yet heard a couple bring it up in one of our interviews. Can you just explain what it is to our audience? Um, so basically it's an app and you put in where you are and where you want to go and they will let you know all the ways to get there um, and the prices and the links to book tickets and stuff like that. So whether you're busing, you're training, how much it would be to um, taxi, to fly, um, and it's, it's un- invaluable, honestly, we've used it so many times. Um, and actually this summer with us travel, we're not flying any, we're flying to, to Budapest, but then we don't get back on a plane until we fly home. So we're spending the entire summer busing and train traveling. And I have looked, everything we've, we're doing has been booked through Room to Rio. Yeah, it is like such an incredible tool and it definitely needs to be used. Uh, so how how about this? The best destination that you would like to recommend for couples out there? Uh, I got this one. I uh, we went to Portugal. I would recommend Portugal. We went to and it, and there's a couple different spots I would say to go. But 
the Algarve in the south. We went in December, which was actually awesome because it was really empty, and you can walk these cliffs. It's beautiful. And then you can go to Lisbon, which is you get your city time in there. And uh, cities, uh, Lisbon's kind of similar to San Francisco with the hills and, and things like that. And then there's this uh, area, about 45-minute bus ride outside of Lisbon called Sintra. And yeah. it, it's like beautiful. It it, it uh, it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Like it's so it's like you're walking through a fairy tale, honestly. So I, mm-hmm. I would think Portugal you can get and wine is very uh, very cheap and all over the place. <laughs> we drink we yeah. drink a lot of wine. Um, also, I know this one's kind of cliche, but we had this like amazing time in Paris. Um, we were there in December. Actually, we went to Portugal and in to France um, in the same trip, but. Um, in the evenings, we would just like wander around Montmartre and they had this like beautiful Christmas market on the Champs-Élysées and they, you know, everything after dark. And then being December, it wasn't as packed, like wasn't as touristy. So it was kind of empty. So there was these places we were walking through in Montmartre where there was just no one there. It was just, you know, the two of us in these like beautiful old streets. And, you know, we just like go into one of these little cafes and, um, you know, they're, they have like, you know, two-person tables and stuff like that, which was just really great. Another nice thing, too, mm-hmm. is you can travel at the end of November, which, you know, be Thanksgiving here in the U.S., but over in Europe, they set up their Christmas stuff already. So if you go at the end of November, you can get cheap flights and you can still get all the Christmas markets. And Oh, yeah, there's something about Christmas markets in Europe. Yeah. Like, we've been to quite <laughs> a few of them. They're amazing. Like, great place yeah. to get food, and it's just it's just a really cool atmosphere. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so going into some of those destinations there. First off, the Algarves in Portugal. What did you guys get up to when you were there? A lot of walking. Um, it's kind of cool because you can walk. It's like these cliffs, mm-hmm. like these incredible cliffs, like beachside cliffs. And the neat thing is you can actually walk above the cliffs. And then they have these like kind of rickety staircases that go down onto the beach. And you can mm-hmm. then walk along the beach at the bottom of the cliffs. And in some parts, you have to wait until the water kind of goes out a little bit, and then you're, like, running along the cliffside to, like, yeah. make it to the next, like, <laughs> little beach. Um, but we just, like, picnicked, and we were completely by ourselves. Like, we found these little alcoves um, that were just, like, these little beaches with nobody else there, and you're just surrounded by these, like, massive cliffs and, like, your own private little beach. It was it was so nice. And the weather was still warm. It was, like, 60 yeah. degrees, 65 in the day. Oh, that's awesome. um, Different from the U.S., which we found in most of Europe, is there's no open container. So the fact that we can just drink anywhere we want is really convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Or take beers to these, like, really amazing places and just, like, you know, sit there and have a drink, which is, you know, pretty great, too. The city in the Algarve we went to was actually Lagos. Lagos, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then it's it's famous for, like, its wine region there, isn't it? Um, That's the north. Porto. That's the north. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. They have they have port wine in the north, but you can find that everywhere, and it's really good if you've never had it. But that was nice. the one place, we, the one city we didn't have enough time to get to, but we want to do it when we go back. Sometime. Yeah. Uh, Porto. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, they have really great seafood in the south coast, though, and it's known um, for being like we actually went to Vasco da Gama's um, tomb that's mm-hmm. in Lisbon. Um, but oh it's yeah. Like the um, before they really started exploring out to be like the end of the world. People thought that's where the world ended was in Lagos. So we were like sitting on these cliffs and it has like this beautiful clear water. It's kind of where the Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean meet. Yeah. Right there at the south gotcha. coast of Portugal. So um, it was it was just really beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. And then going to uh, Paris. 
So you said something about the Christmas market. Is there is there anything that couples like a, a certain area in Paris or a certain place that people couples need to go and visit that you'd recommend? Um, Montmartre and the um, the Latin Quarter. Um, there's but we um, so one of the really cool things we did is it was we didn't actually go into the Louvre, but we went there after dark and the whole thing is like lit up the pyramid and all the buildings and there was nobody else there. Um, we got pastries from this really, really old pastry shop um, in, in the Latin Quarter and took them to this area. And we just sat in this little alcove totally by ourselves, surrounded by the Louvre. And we had pastries and wine. Like, it was crazy. The, I know the pastry place is actually on our Instagram. Um, I think you put a picture up of that. But I did. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's where Mary Antoinette used to get her pastries. Right? Yeah, yeah, they still have the same ones they used to make for her. So if your listeners Google oh, wow. that, they'll, they'll find it. Okay, for sure. Sodor, I'm pretty sure, something like that. But yeah, they actually are pastry chefs from Austria that Marie Antoinette brought to Paris. And there's this like thing called the Baba Arum, which is one of the things she used to get. And it's a pastry filled with cream and it's covered in rum. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, is there any other advice you'd like to give uh, travel couples out there, people that are wanting to get on the road? One of the things I would I would tell people is if you're going to do something like you're going to be going on a bus or things like that, and, and to make it a little more comfortable, it's going to be like $10 more or to get into like some kind of site you want to see is a little bit out of your over your budget, but not that much. Just spend the extra money because sometimes getting a bus with air conditioning or maybe Wi-Fi or more comfortable seats, it's worth it like to just be comfortable and not be like at each other's throats miserable miserable <laughs> when you when you get to the destination so don't i mean you can always drop your budget down the next day to make up for it don't uh, nickel and dime yourself too bad when you're trying to budget that uh it's it's not fun and that you can't enjoy yourself the other thing is i would ask questions i would tell people that are traveling go online and like once you find one thing you go down a rabbit hole of like you'll find uh you know, maybe you're searching for a certain location or people that live in a certain area, like expats. And once you find that, mm-hmm. you find all these other things and people, all these other tips and podcasts. And and really, uh, a lot of listening to podcasts is how we started off, like, finding out about things. And then, you know, we would hear guests and uh, we'd check out their sites. And then, you know, most people are, are very uh, open to answering your emails or you know, even meeting meeting you, a lot of people will just meet up with you if they're in your area and uh, show you around. Mm-hmm. Jen has anything to add? No, um, I like what he said about the the budgeting thing. Definitely, we have found um, we're not like I would say like major budget travelers. We're not staying in like hostel dorm rooms, um, but leaving a little bit of extra money open to you know have those amazing experiences in places like you know you you don't want to go there and not do awesome things you don't want to have to sit in your room the whole time and you know eat grocery store food like have your one nice dinner out or spend the extra ten dollars to take the really nice bus as opposed to the really bad bus with no air conditioning and it just kind of enhances your experience a little bit definitely yeah definitely great advice and uh, I did just go through your Instagram and found the the patisserie. It's, it's, I don't want to uh, pronounce it improperly, but Storer? Does that Storer, sound right? I think yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah? Since 1725? Yeah, it looks pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
So, yeah, so France was not as expensive as people think. We, no, we've actually found okay. ways to budget um, everywhere we've gone, whether it has yeah. been a place that has, you know, is pretty much known for being a budget location or a place that's kind of known for being overly expensive. I think the place we had the hardest time um, kind of keeping to our budget was Stockholm, Sweden, yeah. because everything there is expensive. Um, <laughs> so I've but, heard. Yeah. Um, one of our things that we do um, when we, like we said about, we two two different countries on a trip is we if we have to hit up a lot of the really inexpensive flights into Europe from the east coast of the U.S. are into bigger cities, which tend to be more expensive. So if we're flying into London or we're flying into Paris, um, the second location on our trip will be a more budget location. So like when mm -hmm. we flew into Paris, um, mm -hmm. we then stayed in Portugal for the majority of our trip because it is more of a budget-friendly location. Gotcha. Yes. Excellent advice, guys. And um, yeah, just going back to what you were saying about, you know, spending a little bit more money to get that comfort level that you need is really going to save, uh, you know, showing up really tired at your next destination or um, just being uncomfortable can really put a strain on not only your relationship, but your time in a place. So that's really good advice that uh, that you gave there. Now, into our last part of our podcast, we like to talk about how couples are, are trying to to make travel more of their lifestyle. And like you guys were saying, you you have uh, you went into your your work a little bit there. But then you talked about how um, you guys have saved up the money to kind of take the time this summer to travel. Do you guys have any advice for couples out there that are trying to make travel more of a lifestyle and how you guys actually uh, went about saving your money to be able to travel this summer? Um, I would say the first thing we did was kind of cut out unnecessary expenses. Um, like we didn't have to go out to eat every week and, um, you know, kind of budgeting at the grocery store, like, you know, having a, we're going to set, this is our set limit um, for the week for groceries. And, mm -hmm. Um, you know, do we really need that as opposed to we do we just want it? Some you know, some things simple like things that. to do are like we, we cut out TV. We just uh, we just use the Internet and we stream and that cuts down your cost. You can also uh, change your phone plan. We, we were on Verizon years ago and it was like crazy compared to what um, we went. We moved to Boost, which is on Sprint. And then we moved to T-Mobile. Um, it was probably half the price. Um, those kind of things you don't need the I mean your phone might not be the iPhone 10 or, or whatever the newest one is but you know it's a trade-off you're making and that adds up it might be like 50 bucks a month here 50 bucks there but that adds up we also mm -hmm. um, well we, we pretty much cut back to one car mm -hmm. and um, so we only have insurance for one car we try to walk yep. like we live in an area where we can kind of walk to the grocery store so we try to walk for work, I worked. Uh, I work a separate job at night and, and uh, during the day, so I I have to drive. So gas does hit us pretty hard. But um, if you can take public transportation, that's not quite as available in our area. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you were thinking, Jen, that we have cut down on? We go to the local market instead of grocery store for our uh, fruits and vegetables a lot. That's a, a more reasonable way to do it if you live close to. Uh, you know, like a farmer's market. And just like yeah, I said, yeah. like cooking in a lot as opposed to going out to eat. Like we would be, um, you know, pretty common, like on a Friday night or a Saturday night going, um, there's like a pretty big town, like about 25 minutes from here. And we'd be down there. And before you know it, you're dropping 150 bucks between dinner and gas. And, oh, we stop at Target and then we go to Barnes and Noble. And yeah. then we do this. And, you know, cutting that stuff out, the money you do, like quickly start to that money quickly starts to add up. 
I, just cutting out unnecessary expenses first is a mm-hmm. good way to start. I would say do it, start slow, because a lot of people, you know, when they see, oh my gosh, I'm cutting this, I'm cutting that, it gets to be too much. But if you slowly, like we, we kind of did it over two years, mm-hmm. and we slowly accumulated more and more, you know, stuff um, by doing it. I know way. you touched on it, but we are doing this crazy trip this summer. But a long-term goal would be for us to be on the road for a couple of years. So, you know, banking as much as we could. Um, that way we're not, you know, we're going to try everything we can about making money online. And, you know, we have joined all these groups and stuff of, like, trying to learn from other people. But uh, we didn't want that to be the main stressor on us you know like we have mm-hmm. to be in our place for six hours today to be working because we have to make money to be able to stay on the road we wanted to have a cushion that we could just do this and also um i don't know how many people talk about this but um we wanted a cushion for when we come back for when we're done right right so we're not in a place where we have to like quickly find jobs and we quickly have to do this or move in with our parents for months and months or yeah. You know, we wanted to have a really nice cushion to come back to that we have money to live on when we're done traveling. Yeah, so that will be our long term. And um, we, another big thing is to try to re- remove debt. I know some people probably have student loans that they're not going to be able to get rid of, you know, in the time they want to travel. We, we were luckily able to uh, get rid of, we were actually be debt free uh, in another couple of days. But um, if you can't get debt, completely debt-free, I would say at least get it down to a manageable amount and budget that, put that into your budget for the month. So whatever you're paying out for your student loans or things like that, it's already coming out of your budgeting. You're already budgeting for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so your your savings, you guys, how long did it take you to get to uh, your, your set goal, your set amount that you wanted to get to so that you knew you could travel? How long did that kind of take you? I think about two and a half years. Not exactly. Yep. About two and a half yeah. years, and that's and that we have been traveling about twice a year um, on vacations and using vacation days and over holidays and stuff. Um, about twice a year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't going. Like, we weren't bare like bare bonesing it for the last two and a half years. We've been traveling as much as we can yeah. still within that time. Um, but did you have something? Nope. Oh. I think I think that's just like a, a great goal to, to to set yourself for. I think two and a half years is really good, and it it kind of shows people that you know it does take time to to accumulate your savings in order to go traveling, but you do also have that time frame in between there that you can go traveling a couple times a year. But as long as you're cutting down your expenses and you you have a goal set in mind that you're trying to reach. Uh, it does take a little time to get there, but you'll get there. And it's, uh, I think that's a really good takeaway for people. Now, did you guys set a goal? Did you guys say this is the amount we want before we start traveling? Well, we, um, there's a, oh, like a nomadic Matt had a book we read a while ago, like $50 a day kind of thing, a budget. And, um, so we, we had figured we could probably like travel a year on maybe like Twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars. If we were doing but like cheaper countries and things like that, mm-hmm. um, so we were trying to get to fifty thousand dollars at least, and like between fifteen and twenty thousand in savings for, you know, so we had some a buffer there to come back, and um, yeah. that that was basically the number we were looking at because we we kind of figured when we travel, if we travel a year, you know, it we would like to have a little bit more time than a year. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're hoping to go um, um, for two years on a little over fifty thousand, yeah. which is where we're at now. Perfect. Okay, and then uh, getting into you guys going out on the road and trying to establish 
some sort of uh, uh, income that's coming in. What are you guys going to uh, do about that? Do you guys have a plan for that or anything? I, I'm not exactly sure. Jen actually was good at writing in college. I'm a little terrified of writing a blog <laughs> because my like grammar and writing was not that good. But, I mean, we have plenty of ideas for, for articles and things. I might just have to have Jen clear them up. I'm kind of hoping maybe some video of like YouTube type of things. Um, we're we're kind of hoping that if we give ourselves enough of, of a, a, a buffer there of money that we can try stuff and we're not going to be like uh, desperately needing it to to hit right away. We can build it up. Um, I'd like I'd like to do some video and I think Jen wants to do the writing a lot and I'll I'll come up with some articles. Um, and we also looked into things, you know, like affiliate links yeah. and sponsorships, mm -hmm. and even a little bit into um, oh, what is it called? Um, well, I know the, the, um, where you can have people who kind of sponsor your trip. What is that? I forget the term for that is, but I know one of the other things too is there's a site called Trusted House Sitters, which I signed us up for, where you yep. can you can pet sit and house sit. And that can knock a lot of the cost off for accommodations if you can. We haven't used it yet, um, but uh, we're planning on using it. And I think right now it might have been just recently it was like 50% off. So if any of your listeners were thinking about it, it might be a good time to try it. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, uh, those are great ideas, you know, creating content to start to build an audience. Uh, and you guys have, a, it seems like you have a great complement of each other of like a, having a writer and a video creator in, in, in getting into that. Now what um, what kind of got you into this world of maybe deciding to create some sort of co uh, content around your travels? A lot of it was we um, when we would look for locations we, we would watch YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Yeah like yeah. Uh, I mean I can't even think of all the ones we subscribe to but uh, I actually I think we just checked out somebody who was on your uh, your podcast not too long ago, Words for Winos, actually had uh, a YouTube video in Ireland we were just watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, the Vaga Brothers uh, were a big one, I think, when we first started. Goats on the Road. Goats on the Road. And um, we, we just watched all these videos and we're like, oh, my God, people are just, you know, traveling and being able to video. And, and it was just... Uh, it kind of started this whole thing, like, you know, maybe we could do this. Um, just because we didn't, we get to this point at the end of a trip where you're sort of, um, when you're gone for maybe 10 days or 15 days or whatever, and you're like, you have this, like, I don't want to go home yet kind of feeling. And we yeah. wanted to get to a point where we didn't have that anymore, where we didn't have that, like, oh, we don't want to go home yet. Or like, you know, you're leaving in four days and you're kind of in your head going, we only have four days left. We only have yeah. three days left, you know, and then you start to, I don't want to say it like, you know, diminishes your enjoyment of your trip, but um, it puts you in a position where you're sort of like, oh, like you have to go back. Mm -hmm. And then um, you ha get to this thing where you start to look at where you're going to go next, you know, but it might not be for six months or eight months from where you are now. Um, yep. So to get to a point where you could just, you know, go. And that's kind of what our goal was, like just to have we want to do it till we get tired of it, not the other way around where we have to leave. And there's there's a whole world of like these things like side like there's side hustle podcasts and all this kind of different thing where people are doing all kinds of things. And uh, I mean, I we haven't looked into some of this stuff, but you know, people do these Amazon kind of things. You can, it's a whole world of you. Once you find one thing, you, you find all this other kind of stuff. And uh, some people are even working in Australia, I guess, at the work work away. Is that that one we saw? Yeah, yeah right. Some of this stuff we're a little too old for now <laughs> that we can't, <laughs> can't get a working visa. 
Yeah, it's definitely a, a pretty big world, and once you get into some of the podcasts, it just it's it just it uncovers another podcast that you can listen to or audiobooks. It it's a never-ending world, and, and there's so much out there for you guys to get into. And I'm I'm really excited to follow along with your journey. It, you two sound like a great couple, and it's it's going to be quite an adventure for you. Uh, do you guys want to leave our, our listeners with uh, how we can find you and, and follow along with your journey? Sure, guys. Um, you can just look us up on, well, for right now, look us up on Instagram. It's SJ Travel Again. And um, if you type in Steve and Jen Travel Again, right, they'll be able to get pretty much to our blog. Yeah, which will be, we'll have that started um, just in a couple of days. We wanted to wait till we actually got on the road and really started traveling to be writing on that. Um, but of course, if you follow us on Instagram, we'll have the links to the blog and the YouTube and all of that kind of stuff as we start going. Yeah, check yep. us on Instagram and then we'll uh, we'll link everything else there when we get it all up and running. Perfect. Well, there you have it. Jen and Steve sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your day. Now, if there's anything else you want to leave our audience with or uh, anything you want to give our audience uh, before you go, here now's your chance. Well, guys, I just say don't wait. Just travel. If you want to go somewhere, you want to see something, you know, there'll never be a perfect time. And uh, just go see the places you want to see. And do it with the person you love because it really is the best thing. That's um, right, yeah. Traveling with um, your significant other, just having those experiences together is totally priceless. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 20 for this episode's show notes and learn more about Jen and Steve. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. If you need to be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. This helps us consistently deliver you valuable information on the world of travel. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure out there to the nations worldwide.